Here's a feast. Listen to this. Proverbs 11, 24-31, Amplified. There is one who generously scatters abroad and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due, but it results only in want and poverty. The generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched. And he who waters will himself be watered, reaping the generosity he has sown. The people curse him who holds back rain when the public needs it. But a blessing from God and man is upon the head of him who sells it. He who diligently seeks good seeks favor and grace. But he who seeks evil, evil will come to him. He who leans on and trusts in and is confident in his riches will fall. But the righteous who trust in God's provision will flourish like a green leaf. He who troubles, mismanages his own house will inherit the wind, nothing. And the foolish will be a servant to the wise-hearted. The fruit of the consistently righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise captures and wins souls for God. He gathers them for eternity. If the righteous will be rewarded on the earth with godly blessings, how much more will the wicked and the sinner be repaid with punishment? So that was Proverbs eleven twenty four through 31 out of the Amplified. Now I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. People curse those who hoard their grain, but they bless the one who sells in times of need. If you search for good, it you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. Trust in your money and down you go. But the godly flourish like leaves in spring. Those who bring trouble on their families will inherit the wind. The fool will be a servant to the wise. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. If the righteous are rewarded here on earth, what will happen to wicked sinners? Okay, now we're going to go to the New Testament and we're going to read something that Jesus taught us. Our Lord taught us this. And he gave an illustration and then he gave a lesson Um, the point of the illustration. I want you to learn this. I want you to apply this to life. This is what you need to do. This is what you should take away from this illustration, this story. And um, what I want to do is I want to take the light that we get from Jesus's um, message to us there. And I want to bring it back. And with that light, we're going to look at Proverbs 11 again and these verses again. And we're going to see what the light of the New Testament helps us see in this passage. And we're just going to feed on it some more. So Luke 16, 1 through 9, the New Living Translation says this. Jesus told this story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. One day, a report came that the manager was wasting his employer's money. 
So the employer called him in and said, What's this I hear about you? Get your report in order because you are going to be fired. The manager thought to himself, Now what? My boss has fired me. I don't have the strength to dig ditches and I'm too proud to beg. Ah, I know how to ensure that I'll have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I am fired. So he invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, how much do you owe him? The man replied, I owe him 800 gallons of olive oil. So the manager told him, take the bill and quickly change it to 400 gallons. And how about you? And how much do you owe my employer? He asked the next man, I owe him 1,000 bushels of wheat, was the reply. Here the manager said, take the bill and change it to 800 bushels. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than the children of the light. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then, when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. Luke 16.9, Amplified. We're just going to read that point a few different times in a few different translations, okay? So we're going to listen to it. Feast on it. And I tell you, learn from this. Make friends for yourselves for eternity by means of the wealth of unrighteousness. That is, use material resources as a way to further the work of God so that when it runs out, they will welcome you into the eternal dwellings. The New International Version I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself, so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Disciples Literal New Testament. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they will welcome you into the eternal dwellings. The Passion Translation. Use the wealth of this world to demonstrate your friendship with God by winning friends and blessing others. Then, when it runs out, your generosity will provide you with an eternal reward. The voice. Learn some lessons from this crooked um, manager. Oh, excuse me. Learn some lessons from this crooked but clever asset manager. Realize that the purpose of money is to strengthen friendships, to provide opportunities for being generous and kind. Eventually, money will be useless to you. But if you use it generously to serve others, you will be welcomed joyfully into your eternal destination. Okay, so now I'm going to read Luke 16, starting in the same verse, 9, which we've been reading in multiple translations. Only I'm going to read it from the God's Word translation, and I'm going to continue on through verse 13. Jesus continued, I'm telling you that although wealth is often used in dishonest ways, you should use it to make friends. Make friends for yourselves. 
When life is over, you will be welcomed into your eternal home. Whoever can be trusted with very little little can also be trusted with a lot. Whoever is dishonest with very little is dishonest with a lot. Therefore, if you can't be trusted with wealth that is often used dishonestly, who will trust you with wealth that is real? If you can't be trusted with someone else's wealth, who will give you your own? A servant cannot serve two masters. He will hate the first master and love the second, or he will be devoted to the first and despise the second. You cannot serve God and wealth. Okay, with with that in in our minds and um, penetrating our hearts with the light that we see that Jesus is sharing with us, we're going to go back to Proverbs 11. And um, I'm going to read this out of the New International Version. One man, this is verse, beginning in verse 24. One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. People curse the man who hoards grain, but blessing crowns him who is willing to sell. He who seeks good finds goodwill, but evil comes to him who searches for it. Whoever trusts in riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. He who brings trouble on his family will inherit only wind, and the fool will be a servant to the wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. If the righteous receive their due on earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner. So we're going to read verse 30 which was the key verse in there that um, really ties these two texts together. Uh, uh, The text that uh, we read about the story Jesus shared and Proverbs 11. Okay, verse 30, the New Living Translation. The seeds of a good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. Okay, a wise person wins friends. Christian Standard Bible. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, but a cunning person takes lives. God's word. The fruit of the righteous person is a tree of life, and a winner of souls is wise. The voice. The tree of life grows where the fruit of right living falls. (laughs) I love that. The tree of life grows where the fruit of right living falls. Falls and whoever wins souls, whoever, whoever wins souls is wise. Amplified, the fruit of the consistently righteous is a tree of life. And he who is wise captures and wins souls for God, he gathers them for eternity. Wow. The generous, the generous are going to prosper and be blessed. And Jesus teaches us that we cannot serve him 
and wealth, our money. We must bow to God um, completely, including with our finances. And we, know, we must seek our finances must be a tool to advance his kingdom. If, if we're not seeking his first, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. If we do seek him first, we can know if, if our focus isn't on the money and we're not bowing to money and, and seeking to withhold it and being selfish. If we're not living that way and we're being generous, we're giving. If we're seeking first his kingdom, our goal is to win souls, right? We're using our wealth in order to win people so we can have friends for eternity. So that people don't go to hell, so that they live in heaven with him forever. If we do that we're going to be prosperous. I love that. In, in Proverbs, it says, it's, it seems that the one who gives freely, that that person gains even more. So we can be confident knowing that as we're going about our father's business, as we're pouring into the lives of others, as we're giving, sowing, okay? As, as our goal, our um, our purpose is to, Hey, I'm, I'm going to use what I have in order to capture this person's attention in order to introduce them to Jesus, in order to show them that God is good and he loves them. Uh, What I have is a tool for, you know, God's business. All of this is so important to me because these people are more important to me than wealth. They, they're true riches for eternity. God, sacrificed his son on a cross blood poured out for their life so that they can be free am i really gonna um be so consumed with withholding and what is mine and making sure that i'm taken care of that i don't seek true riches people people for eternity that i don't extend his kingdom and the wisdom that he's given me the blessing he has given me in order to impart into them But if I do, if I am so consumed with winning people for him, winning people for eternity, advancing the kingdom, enlarging my family, becoming friends, winning friends for eternity, then I know that God is going to make sure that I am taken care of. The generous person, that person who is always scattering, always giving, always sowing, that person is going to be watered. He who waters will himself be watered. I think that the New King James Version says one of those verses in Proverbs 11 that way. And I just love that. The person who waters <laughs> will himself be watered. You know, if I am always looking out, outside of myself, and I'm looking to see how I can bless and impart God's blessing to others so that for the purpose of to win them, their friendship for eternity, I'm being, I'm being very... Um, I'm very, very shrewd in what I am doing. This isn't no um, accident. My, my planting seeds, I'm not just throwing money at people and, and not investing in them. No, I'm purposely saying, um, sowing into them with a praise on my lips about God's goodness and grace and mercy and how he loves them it's it's all very purposeful it's all very done intentional it's all 
to capture them, to win souls, to win their hearts for Jesus. It's, it's to plant seeds in their life. So when I'm generous, I'm not just coming with um, finances. I'm not just coming with food. I'm not just coming with clothing. I'm not just coming with all whole variety of good deeds that I can be a blessing in people's lives. No, I am coming with a message, with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, with a reconciliation message that says, hey, you know what? Jesus paid for your sins on the cross. He paid for them so that you can live a blessed life. Jesus loves you. He's not holding sin against you. He died so that you can live. He doesn't want you to live under the curse. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to have more than love. Look what God has done for me. I am, God is no respecter of persons. What he did for me, he will do for you. He desires to do it for you. He already paid for it. Jesus already purchased for it. He purchased our lives on the cross. What he did is he paid for our sin. Sin is destroying us. But Jesus came that we might have life and have life more abundantly. Preach John 10, 10 to people. Tell them it's the thief who's stealing from you. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that you might have life and have life more abundantly. And testify and tell them, look what God has done in my life. He saved me. I was lost. I was dead in sin. I was going to hell. The curse was upon me. I couldn't get anywhere. I couldn't. I was unsuccessful. But Jesus entered my life. I was miserable. I was depressed. I was lost. I had nothing. I had no hope. But Jesus entered my life. I was a sinner, but Jesus entered my life. Your problem is with sin, but Jesus came to set us free from sin so that we don't have to be servants to sin anymore. You don't want to sin. Not really. You want to live for God. You want to live righteous, but you can't do anything about sin. No, but Jesus did something about sin. He died on the cross to set you free from sin so that you don't have to be a sinner anymore. I'm not a sinner. Look what God did for me. I'm a saint, but I was a sinner. And by grace, I have been saved. Jesus set me free and he will do the same for you. Let's win souls for all eternity. Let's use our wealth in order to plant seeds in people's life. Now, what was that voice? That voice, let me read it, that again. That was so good. It was Proverbs uh, 11 verse I think it was 30 in the voice. Uh, I think it's a paraphrase. The tree of life grows where the fruit of right living falls. The tree of life grows where the fruit of right living falls. And whoever wins souls is wise. God wants us to be shrewd. He wants us to use the blessings that he has given us in order to win people for him. He wants us to do good to them, to love them, to bless them. And he wants us to combine all of that with his reconciliation message. He wants us to tell them, hey, Jesus paid the cost for your sins. You don't have to live for sin anymore. You can live for Jesus Christ. You can do everything he has created you to do. 
Your God loves you and he desires you to spend eternity with him. And I desire you to spend eternity with him. With me, I'm going there and you can go there. Be my friend forever. I'll show you the way because Jesus has showed me the way and I'm just going to point you toward him. What he's taught me, I can share it with you. Okay, guys, that was a great feast. (laughs) It's exciting to me. God is exciting to me. His word is exciting to me. His precious spirit is exciting to me. (gasps) The (laughs) winning people for eternity is exciting to me. That's why we're here. Let's be the ambassadors that God has called us to be. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Feast on it.